welcome to Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. This podcast is designed to alter your mindsets and transform your day-to-day from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night, adapting what I would call a success routine. This series is liable to change your life. And it's never the big things that you do, but the littlest things you do every day that make the biggest difference. And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Welcome back to the podcast. As we continue in this brand new series, we started yesterday on the power of words or the psychology of uh, the spoken word is what we've decided to call this series And it's really going to be a powerful series. We are never taught, not in our youth or even in our teen years or even in our grown years, uh, the power that's in words. And we just take it for granted. We we tend to just say what's on our hearts or what's on our minds. We accept whatever is spoken in culture. We don't really question it. We don't really think about if it's doing damage, if it's not doing damage, at least for the most part. I, I, I know that Definitely all of us are somewhat cognizant of the damage that words can do, but I'm talking about at a deeper level. I'm talking about at a cellular level, at a psychological level, and that's what I hope to cover with you because I'm hoping that by the end of this series, from a number of stories, analogies, uh, and definitely statistics and psychology and science, that you'll have a clear understanding of the power of your own words and of how they can psychologically uh, affect the world around you as well as the world within you. And that's the purpose of this series. So I want to go into a couple of stories. Uh, I'll have, see how much time I have to get both of them in, but we're at least going to get a couple, one of them in anyway to start with. But um, there was a man named Chris, and uh, Chris used to work on the train yard and, and the railroad. And this is many years ago, and Chris often had a fear that he would get locked in a refrigerated car in the train yard. Um, in fact, so much so that he tried to avoid that responsibility, but there came a day where there was no one left in the train yard. It was getting near closing time, and yet it was somebody's obligation to go through and check and make sure there was nobody in any of the railroad cars. And part of the qualifications of doing that in a checklist form was to actually walk into the car and make sure Well, he had propped the door open, making sure that he wasn't going to get locked in as he uh, continued his uh, fearful approach to a specific refrigerated car, knowing that that was his fear, but believing that he had taken all the precautions necessary not to get closed into it. Well, interestingly, uh, whatever he had used to block the door rolled away, fell off, and uh, and sure enough, the door just slammed shut before he could even get to it to prevent that from happening. And immediately he was hit with panic. He was stricken. And he started to think the most horrible thoughts about what was going to happen to him. And he began to viciously pound on the door until his fists were bloodied, screaming at the top of his lungs, asking someone to help him and let him out of this car. And obviously the fear was gripping him to the point that he visualized himself freezing to death in this car, which is the fear that he had had many times and visualized many, many times. And in fact, so much so that he saw it like it had already happened. Now, 
this is a very dangerous thing when you take your mind to that level. And there's many other examples I intend on giving to you to help you to understand that at a better level and even at a scientific level. Um, in fact, I just want to say something here real quickly in the middle of this story before I go back to it to help you to get a better handle on it yourself. But when you think about how much our minds are affected by our environment, uh, for example, when you watch a horror story, and, and I don't watch them, but you know maybe you do watch a horror movie or maybe you have watched a horror movie, you will notice that you end up experiencing some tremendous vital signs. Your heart might race, your, your veins might bulge in your neck, your eyes might bulge out. Um, you may be gripping the seat. Uh, you may notice elevated heart rate and, and, and a number of other things, really. Blood pressure goes up. There's so many things that can happen to us in a horror movie. And, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, we watch it because we like the adrenaline rush that comes with it. And, of course, adrenaline's going to come up because adrenaline cortisol, the stress hormones, right? And so, yeah, that's cool because we know it's not real. But at the same time, our body, our mind is responding as if it's real because that's how powerful the mind is. What we visualize, we tend to ingest to a level that it can literally kill us if we allow it to go that far okay and there have been people actually physically scared to death about something um there have been people that are that are hypochondriacs and they they actually uh talk themselves into being deathly ill i've got a friend that i went to school with that died at the age of 33 because she insisted there was something deathly wrong with her and as many times as the doctors would send her away and say, you're fine, she would continue to insist on it. And sure enough, one day she died. Um, and I have some other stories like that, that but pe people I know personally that that has happened to, or at least something similar. But let's go back to the story of Chris. And so, you know, he did this for several hours, and the train yard had closed by this time. Everyone had gone home, so there was nobody around to help him. And, um, and so he just kind of gave up and sat down in the corner of the train car and went to sleep. And the next morning they came back and uh, they found Chris's body in the car um, and they went ahead and had an autopsy on him. And what they had discovered is that Chris had, in fact, frozen to death, as you would expect, right, in a train car, in a refrigerated car. But the interesting thing about the whole issue was that the car never got under 62 degrees because it was the refrigeration unit was not even working on it. Now, not too many people could freeze at 62 degrees unless you're, there's something else going on. So the, uh, the, the certificate of death stated that he did freeze and freeze to death because those were all the indicators of his cause of death, but he shouldn't have froze to death. That's how powerful the mind is. That's how powerful words are in our hearts and minds. Now, I'm going to get into a lot more than this. This is just the tip of the iceberg. So I would encourage you to come back tomorrow, and we'll continue in our discussion at many levels about the power of the spoken word or the psychology of it. This is Michelle Steffes, Reframe and Rewire. Greatness through daily routine. Thank you for joining me.